Welcome to What's New on the Scene. Today I'm chatting with Rental Snake from Canberra. Would you like to introduce yourselves and I guess the origin story of the band? Uh, yeah, g'day. I'm Jack and I'm uh, one of the guitar players and uh, one of the singers. I'm Ross. I also play guitar and I also sing. Uh, I'm Sam. I do some drumming and I like to do a bit of our artwork too. Yeah, back, back up vocals. Uh, back up vocals every now and then. Yeah, a bit rusty. Yeah, so um, our band started when um, one of our mates bought a drum set. Uh, he would have blew, I don't know, $3,000 on this new drum set. And it was ended up gathering dust in the shed. So I thought I'd start um, practicing drumming. Um, Thanks, um, Matthew. Yeah, share that to Matt. <laughs> uh, I started practicing that. Ross has been playing guitar for ages, and um, we grew, oh, we went to school together, so we kind of got together and started playing. And then Jack had been practicing the guitar, and then uh, yeah, we all got together and thought we'd put on a show. I think the other important connection is that you and Jack. Have oh yeah, yeah. I've known Sam since the day he was born. But yeah <laughs> literal brothers not yeah. just like <laughs> yeah um yeah 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 and we sort of got together and uh i think it was halloween 2020 we did like 15 covers and we spent like three months learning them and all <laughs> and just had it i think uh, in the act they let you have parties up to 100 people like two weeks before with covid yeah with covid and then yeah yeah it was a sweet out. night and yeah got the bug i suppose oh. What genre would you say the band's music fits into? Rock. Generally. <laughs> to put it broad. Yeah. Um, grunge as well. Grunge. There's some some songs that are way more heavier and they sort of, um, yeah, grunge. But I think there's heavier. some songs. Some's like, some like, the ones I tend to write sort of more like in the surf rock yeah. genre. Um, four chords. <laughs> quick <laughs> easier to write i think yeah. with some of the songs too you can listen to a certain song and you probably pick an influence for it yeah um they're not it's not complicated necessarily you can kind of hear where they've come from sure. what would you say is the defining moment when each of you decided that music was what you wanted to do as a career and i guess you know joining a band and making it work well, I guess we, none of us really see it as a career yet. <laughs> we're, we're like, oh, yeah, we'd love it to be a career. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, okay. obviously the ultimate outcome, but you can't just assume. Yeah. You can do a lot of stuff to help it and encourage it, I suppose. Yeah. And it would be cool. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, just being in front of a live uh, crowd and just playing is just awesome so yeah yeah i think like sort of the first few shows we played we really like i was like yeah this is like i want to keep doing it as long as, <laughs> as, long as we can yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like i used to play a bit of footy and it's like it's my footy now <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah. like you go play play a gig on the weekend and it's like yeah playing a game almost it's good fun yeah, just fun something to do <laughs> Is that a good enough answer? Sorry, I feel like we only answered half of that. <laughs> well, maybe, we, maybe we haven't had our defining moment. Oh, yeah. My, actually, <laughs> mine was probably, my defining moment was I was in my last term of uni 
and probably the year before I just bought this guitar for like 50 bucks on buy swap and sell and then I never touched it and then um yeah I was just in my last term and I just needed some reason to procrastinate and then um learned Scott Green by the June Rats on the guitar so yeah that was probably when I once I finally like nailed how to sing and play that was when I really wanted to do something with it yeah I don't even know whether I have a defining moment. I'm just like, I just love doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same. I love music. I love playing. Um, playing all sorts of genres, really. But yeah, I don't think I've got a moment yet where I'm like, that's what I want to do. Probably just watching other bands play. I'm just like, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. What sense. sort of music have you been listening to recently? Um, I've been listening to this band from LA called, uh, Deathlands. They've sort of had this new album out for a couple of months. I've been listening to it for a while, but they're sort of in America finally like getting their dues. And then, um, this other band in the UK called, uh, Booty Bandits. It's sort of like a surf rock band and they've sort of got like a few singles coming out this year and, this other band in Melbourne called uh, Cheapskate. They're sort of like a surf rocky band and they got like a heap of singles coming out. Yeah. So I've been into them. And for me, um, I've been listening to a heap of Smith Street band lately. I actually um, bought one of their vinyls this week, <laughs> but I don't, I don't have a vinyl player. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now I've got a good vinyl player and um uh, who else? I really love the Debbies. Uh, I could sing every one of their songs. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I don't think I've, I don't think I've actually expanded to anything new recently. I think I've been stuck in a bit of a rest in peace, violent Soho phase for the last few weeks. Oh yeah, true. Um, morning, morning. I'm still, I'm, <laughs> I'm still morning. Yeah. Um, you can't get out of bed anymore. No, poor guy. Too sad. But nothing, <laughs> nothing new recently. No. What would you say is the band's influence in terms of your sound and, I guess, artistically as well? Uh, I think you two can take that one. Yeah, I sort of like my influences. If if we're playing an E standard song, <laughs> like I sort of like guitar playing is influenced by like Benny from Skeggs or uh, Alex Gates who's like the lead guitarist of Waves and then if we're playing Drop D it's like Shane Parsons from DZ Death Rays, Tidswell from Soho and then playing through bass amp sort of with my guitar sort of got like influences like Lemmy and like Cliff Burton from Metallica yeah I'm impressed that you uh, you uh, I've been studying these I, questions. Look yeah, go. you must have. I'm going to look really bad now that I don't drop a single, yeah, yeah. single name. Yeah. Um, I think well, I, I have a lot of the same influences, which probably helps with the bands collaborating. Um, Violent Soho is probably my biggest, but I also do love DZ Death Rays, like Jack said, um, Smith Street bands, and then there's some older influences, like obviously Nirvana influences a lot of rock bands um Foo Fighters and even um 
smaller bands that I grew up listening to, like Stiff Little Fingers um, and even Stray Cats. Yeah. And even just for my drumming, I think I'd probably rip a lot from Violent Soho, to be honest. Yeah. From Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about all for me. Yeah. As long as we're loud. I'm pretty shit. <laughs> what is each of your go-to album or song that you will always listen to? Oh. Go. Uh, you go, bro. So mine probably goes against rock music and what we play. Um, mine is probably White Ladder by David Gray. It's much more alternative and definitely not as heavy as the music that we play, but it's something that I always go back to. Yeah. Well, one of my go-to albums is probably Torches by Foster the People. Oh, Most yeah, of the last they have. It's an awesome, awesome album. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think mine is um, whatever people say I am. That's why I'm what I'm not by Arctic Monkeys. I think that's the first. It's because I think it's because it's the first album I listened to all the way through. I remember Dad like got it from JB Hi-Fi, and we just listened to it in his ute. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can always keep going back to that. And oh, what was that album? Nah, I've forgotten it. It's forgotten me. I might just randomly say it in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to do a heap of Flume and Rufus growing up, to be honest. Uh, yeah. yeah, you did. I just had one CD in my car, so whenever I drove to school, it'd just be the exact same songs for maybe two years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and probably the first the first Fiddler album. I could just keep listening to that on repeat. Yeah. yeah. How would you describe the band's creative and recording process? And do you have any advice for new bands and artists to refine their skills i think advice would be there are no rules like you can really approach it any way you want to i think the way we approach it one of us will come to the others with an idea for a song with a riff no matter how big or maybe a complete song with lyrics or without and we kind of just work out parts together yeah um i don't think it's anything special we don't have any secret techniques yeah yeah when yeah when i write one i'm pretty like i don't know maybe i'm just embarrassed to have a half half ass song when we bring it so usually mine i've got like the whole structure of the song and the riff out and like all the lyrics you shouldn't be i mean how many yeah. riff, how many little riffs do i play and repeat and never yeah, anything true. for but yeah <laughs> but that's that's just usually how i'll come with a song and you and the first like thought in my head is like I think all the songs we do, it's like, how's it going to sound live? Mm. Like, how are we going to play it live? I don't think we've ever like made one that we go, well, this is, we'll record it like this. It's always just like, how's it going to sound on stage? How can we actually pull it off? Yeah. How are we going to, given yeah. that we play two guitars yeah. and drums? Yeah. It's we're like going to get the bass up and the, the sound is just going to be full. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I'm pretty much. I think these guys come, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta work out a drum beat. Yeah, Sam, Sam's getting <laughs> Sam's getting pretty good at like us just coming in and then having to come up with a drum drum pattern right up on the spot. He's getting yeah, th yeah getting way better. Yeah. I think with our having a lot of shared influences, like when he comes up with something, we often can relate to it straight away, and we like it pretty much instantly. Like we know exactly what he's going for. And I might even come to you guys with a song at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had a few. Weeks. We want us. We want a song where Sam sings lead vocals. 
So hopefully it happens. Watch this soon. space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need a few years of practice. <laughs> Who would you say has given the band the best advice about succeeding with your music? Um, I'm going to hit it off the bat and say um, I'll probably like I like when people give some constructive criticism like, so <laughs> yeah. we we opened for Daisy Death Rose back in when was it March April April um and so Simon from Daisy Death Rose said I need to work out how to cheat my snare drum uh <laughs> properly properly yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounded terrible yeah um but I don't know what a, a good sounding snare sounds like it i've done know how to get there you are getting um, there yeah work yeah it. starting to work it out you've yeah. taken that on board yeah <laughs> yeah shane from dz told me to turn my mid down a lot too so i took that on um <laughs> but i think i think um as for advice i don't know we've sort of got oh i had some we played a show a while back in this um Girl said, "You need to stop being so humble." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're very, we're very, um, what's the word? Self-deprecating, Self-deprecating on stage, yeah. and that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try and take that on board. I think, I think the same. Good. I think the same lady talked to her mother and said, oh, "They need to stop beating themselves." Up yeah. On stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't anything we said. Yeah. It's just the way yeah. we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. And again, to Daisy Death Rays, it's not necessarily advice specifically, but they were talking about tattoos they had and they all had the same tattoo riff. Remember, it's for fun. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's not all about necessarily making money. It's not all about succeeding, but just having fun. Jeez, we're just, really milking this thing. I know, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're not at each other's throats all the time. Yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> more about, yeah. As, I think as long as we have fun and the crowd has fun. And if the crowd, for me, if the crowd has more fun than the ticket's worth, that's the best thing possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good thing we play a lot of free that gigs. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <true>. yeah. <laughs> Who have been the most influential people in your life that have allowed you to pursue music? Um, Kick us off, Roscoe. So I think parents, my parents, really. Um, Both of them were musical growing up. My dad was in a band growing up. And I think they definitely pushed me towards learning instruments um, and pursuing music. And they made it very doable for me. If I needed something, they were able to provide it which helped and they got me lessons and things like that so i think yeah my parents yeah i'd probably say roscoe uh because i um i'd i'd never played any guitar and then he kind of taught me a little bit and then from that i started to work at drums so yeah probably roscoe you've come a long way on drums too and um yeah yeah i'd probably say yeah um yeah. Would you say our parents as well, Sam? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, our parents are pretty, pretty encouraging. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so think um, even just from having an interest in music, like yeah. my dad used to have like millions of CDs that I just go listen to. Yeah. All the time, so, yeah. Had me mad interested. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not a musician or anything, but he's, 
yeah, he's like turned us on to so many bands. He like when when I was seventeen or eighteen, he turned me on to Violent Soho. He just bought Covered in Chrome on a whim, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. So he sort of yeah, he was yeah, he's a big triple J head back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think he but, yeah he really enjoys coming along to a gig. Yeah, yeah. Our parents yeah really enjoy um, yeah. They come to the gigs. Yeah, dad gets in the mosh pit every now and then. <laughs> Good fun. So yeah, he used to take us to all. The oh yeah, he took us. He took like us that. to our first groove in the move here in Canberra. Yeah, when we were under eighteen. Yeah, I was hanging out with the gang. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done over the years to make sure that, I guess, the band and your music. It's still good quality, but you have a balance between music and other interests. We're pretty, like we we all work full time and we're all pretty respectful if um, mm. someone can't make a gig or practice. Um, We've not had to turn much down, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're pretty much always on the same page. And then... Um, as for making like myself a better musician i'm always trying to just learn something new on the guitar like i'm pretty basic when it comes to it i'm uh, what is it the four four pattern or whatever yeah um but yeah um, lately, lately i've tried to get into like wake wicker mu music like metal and yeah yeah you, stuff like that a lot of riffs and things you're starting to play instead of yeah chords necessarily yeah yeah so i'm just sort of looking at getting more quicker and proficient and uh, yeah being able to like sing over the top of black riffs yeah so yeah yeah i'm pretty much uh, i've never had lessons so i'm gonna try to do that soon um but for me the best thing i did was just buy an electric drum kit so i can just practice anytime um and i'm probably pretty bad i pretty much throw myself into like this area and i think i'm a bit of a workaholic so i go to work and then i'll just go back and do all this stuff well yeah it's <laughs> not practicing it's all the designing stuff and it's all the yeah yeah and um i work the weekend sometimes too so we do some fun. big big road trips uh <laughs> late nights i've literally came into canberra at eight o'clock and went like walked straight onto the work floor so yeah, yeah. a few big nights yeah we've had, <laughs> i think we've done one wollongong show and one sydney show where you know we finished at like 11 or midnight and then had to <laughs> drive back home so sam could go to work in the morning yeah yeah sacrifice <laughs> yeah i think sacrificing myself the fact that we're all on the same page helps and i think we all understand that we have commitments outside of this and we do our best to just be flexible and make it work do you have any interesting hobbies besides music? <laughs> <laughs> soaks up a lot of time we have no personality outside yeah, of music. yeah yeah um uh, i'm probably just like um i've just been getting into like trying to work out graphic, design. graphic yeah. design and stuff lately so i can try to do yeah, artwork and I don't know, probably make a music video at some point. Yeah. And try to start animating some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sam's been really good. I think in like six months, he's managed to learn 
uh, Adobe and do all of our posters. And, you know, I think I made our first one and it was just on like some text. Yeah. I <laughs> it looked crap. So, yeah. Half, a, half the time I'm just working out what button to press and I, <laughs> I think I've broken my computer. And even my laptop doesn't take, like, it doesn't work. Process quick enough. Process of the amount of stuff I have going on there. So. <laughs> it's not good yeah <laughs> but it's fun i think interesting is the killer there we definitely have other hobbies but they're not interesting oh you, <laughs> no, you yeah, like yeah ross is a big meat smoker you didn't mention that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i, I, I ross, could, I could sell myself as a 35 40 year old here you've got a hobby every two weeks or something yeah yeah i, I pick up hobbies quickly and also drop them pretty quickly but then not that interesting he's big into cycling too there's like a bike right here yeah great smokes meat cycles what else do i do <laughs> what a man <laughs> looks good looks good in the speed like a bit of squash every yeah. now and then <laughs> plays lead riffs Sings. <laughs> making a bet and combine them all oh yeah <laughs> a gig in a squash court yeah. <laughs> What are three albums that each of you would leave in a time capsule for future generations to discover? I did read this and I didn't get an answer straight away. I'd I'd leave the two I mentioned before, the first Fiddler album and the first um, Arctic Monkeys album. And then, gee. It's hard. Uh, probably... Probably my own mess by Skeggs. Yeah. Those three, I think the thing is like with the good albums, you want to like, what are we doing? Putting them in a time capsule or something? Future generations. Burning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like all, like I like all three of them albums because every song is good. And yeah, like you can't have like a shit song. Mm. You're going to bury it forever. <laughs> Give Maybe me I'm overthinking it. Uh, I'd probably go, yeah, Smith Street. Don't. Uh, don't waste your anger on me. Don't you dare take that. I'm not taking that. <laughs> um, oh, I really liked, yeah, Rufus to Souls Atlas. Um, and then, I don't know, probably Torches by Foster the People. It's pretty sweet. I think my three would probably be Graceland by Paul Simon. Um, White Ladder by David Gray, as I said before, and Hungry Ghost by Violent Soho. Do you have any interesting stories about meeting celebrities? Um, well, what kind of celebrities are we talking about? Bands. I've got, I've got a, actually, I've got a random one. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a musician. It's, um, do you know who Peter Fitzsimons is, Amanda? Yeah yeah so he was like at our hometown he was like doing a um one of them things where the author book talks about their book and he done some speech or something and we were like volunteering me and sam were like volunteering as waiters um which kind of sucks we we're getting worked like dogs and like, it was like it, it was like we were volunteering there were all these like kids because we we're raising money for something and i don't know i think like it was like 200 people we were catering for and you know, and I'm just sweating through my white shirt and everything. And then Peter Fitzsimons goes, "Oh, mate, do you want to carry this box of books down to my box, car, of, books. Uh, box of books down to my car?" And he just gives hands over his car keys, 
and gives me a twenty dollar note, and so I carry it down and just put it in his car, and then I go up, and he still got any, and I go, here's your keys, and he's like, oh, there's another box of books here, and gives me another twenty dollar note, and then then I go down and do it again, but it was weird that he gave me the keys to his car, and yeah, and then by the end of the shift, I mean I was pretty exhausted, so I just gave Sam the other twenty. Uh, what a man. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's quite, that's quite a, <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback. And then, I don't know, we've met a few few big musicians. Um, yeah, lucky enough to yeah. support DZ and Smith Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably for me, I went to Brizzy a few weeks ago and um, <laughs> they had, it was big, big sound. So I was just going around and watching a few bands and, um, just just watched the band. I was by myself, so I had to make friends every 20 minutes. Um you so got someone that. to hang out with. Just lucky because I'm stupid looking. And you like talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh just watched this band. Uh whoever I was hanging out with left as an exam the next day. And um I just saw these bunch of this bunch of people and I was like, oh, I should go talk to them. They look, they look all right. And um, talking to them, I'm like, what are you guys up to, to tomorrow night? Are you going to go watch any bands or anything? Um, I think I'm going to go watch Private Function. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, that's us. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. um, they get, then they gave me some free tickets and hung out with them um, for a bit, watching them the next night. They're, they're pretty damn loose. So, yeah. yeah, they're a sweet band. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I've met anyone any celebrities no. necessarily apart from supporting those two bands what would you say has been the band's favorite gig so far we do one each yeah right. okay who goes first though um uh, <laughs> I guess Sam goes first <laughs> uh, I'd have to say the Smith Street one just because the amount of people that were there yeah um yeah, we never played to that many people. So it was freaky. Mm. It was awesome. And I was very excited and very yeah. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I think this is gonna be yours. Yeah. But our single launch way oh, yeah. way back. It was yeah. the first time we managed to sell out a hundred capacity venue. Um yeah. which was to us just mind blowing. But it was great fun. It was packed and people were moshing and all sorts. Like it was, yeah. That was a big night. Yeah, that was mental to see people actually singing the lyrics. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Get a life, people. <laughs> uh, my fave was we, so when we played, we mentioned before we played this Halloween gig back in 2020 <laughs> and we, you know, we were just playing covers and our um, one of our mates, little brothers went to it and then he hit us up maybe three or four months ago um because he was starting a band and in sydney. in sydney and he sort of they did it in the house which is sort of one of them houses that um what is it it's on the shop yeah and they just cleared all the furniture out of their house and they like built this homemade little stage and they rented like a pa <laughs> and they opened and then their other mates band was on and then we played like a 45 minute set and like it was just loose it was crazy they were moshing like crazy in this tiny in this tiny little space With and like, polished floors yeah that polished floors and like the last 
I think we, we played like a few slow songs at the start and they were moshing hard. <laughs> and then we had some real heavy stuff right at the end. And by the time there was just beer all over the ground and they were just slipping over every song. I was concerned for people. Yeah. To um, someone, someone, big stack of speakers. Yeah. <laughs> someone fell on my guitar pedal and he wouldn't stop this. <laughs> he fell, no, he fell on my pedals and then he wouldn't stop apologizing. And we're trying to play a song. And I was like, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. What would you say is the favourite venue that you like to play at? I think, I think we're a big lover of the basement. Yeah, the yeah, abyss, yeah, the back room, the yeah, one that we sold out. Yeah, what's, the, what's the sound bloke's name again? Oh, uh, Julian. Julian. Shout out to Julian. Julian. Yeah. yeah, Julian. Love yeah. Julian. Julian's the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we've only played that room. We haven't played the main room. Uh, basement yet but hopefully we'll get it don't need to yeah i like that um i like sideway yeah it's in, it's in the city Despite it's only the really tiny tiny um it's good our first gig was at smith's alternative it's pretty it's a sweet, pretty cool sweet little um, yeah. Sweet venue. yeah um yeah probably probably the basement i guess would be the fave then yeah 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 what is the band's latest release and how is that recording and releasing process so we've got we've got a single coming out next next thursday it's called wake up call pre-save now please get us in the spotify (laughs) algorithm if this comes out yeah oh when's this going to come out do you reckon amanda Probably in maybe two weeks or so. I can oh, probably okay. rush it through if you need nah, it before nah. other people. <laughs> it's all good. Nah, it's nah. good. Yeah, if, it's if it's out, just go just go listen to it. Well, by then it's wake up call. It came out a little while ago on the twentieth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, so we went uh, we went and recorded three songs at Ambly Studios, which is uh it's on a organic free range chicken chicken, chicken farm. farm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Down near Canberra Pools, for anyone that knows that. Yeah, so we recorded three songs, and this is our first one we're going to get out. Um, and that, that was pretty sweet. Like, we, we went into a, um, we went and recorded a studio before, but we were so, we were so rushed. That yeah, first we were time. so, we were pretty under, unprepared. So, this yeah. one was good. And thanks to Keo for tolerating us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To exactly. that process. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. This one was a whole weekend. Yeah. And then a follow-up afternoon just to wrap some things up. Yeah, um, yeah it was good. Um, yeah, but it was weird being surrounded by chickens. <laughs> and the dogs. What were the dogs? Yeah, there's like a million dogs. Yeah, they there. had these big, like... They're Marimers. Like, they're like these yeah, Marimers. dogs that will fight off foxes or something, but they don't touch the chickens. And they're huge. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, go listen to Wake Up Call, all of y'all. Shout out to Guy. what is the dream venue that you want to play in australia and i guess overseas as well the main room of the basement (laughs) (laughs) i'll never put us on so realistically it was dream oh dream um geez there's a gig like live footage of nirvana um that i love watching and i've watched too many times when they played at the Paramount. Um, some of the best footage I think of them playing live was from that venue. And I think that'd be 
a pretty crazy venue to play. Mm. It's in LA, I believe. Yeah. Um, is there any venue that would take us? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sort of more, I'm more keen to like play like a music festival. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to, I think my big one, I'd love, we'd love to play um, Groove in the Moo at Canberra just because it's the first festival we all went to. I think, and also Enmore would be pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Some of the traditional oh, venues have been to heaps and yeah. watched a lot of bands play. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to play uh, Gathering of the Juggalos in America. <laughs> <laughs> their, their festival that Insane Clown Posse has. That'd be, that'd be interesting, I feel like, if we were to do a festival. Yeah, probably weirder the better, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. There's actually this venue that I went to in um it's in it's in like Arizona somewhere. It's called um Meowcat or something. It's like it's like described as Alice in Wonderland on LSD or something. They have all these weird, it's like kind of like a museum of just the weird. And I think um like bands like Surf Curse and that have played there before and it looks crazy. So yeah, that'd be cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I just would I'd like to go play to america just because people like get up on the stage and dance oh and yeah like any so i think that'll be interesting any stage where it's like <laughs> thigh level and people will just get on stage and jump back in the crowd that's that's all i'd love to see <laughs> yeah what does the rest of the year look like for the band and i guess into 2023 as well um so i'll let the manager take this away yeah yeah <laughs> we've got uh we've got a gig in sydney on the 20th of october which a is the same day same day the song's released at duke of enmore probably be our last um show in sydney for the year i'd say and then on the 29th um of october we've got the single launch for wake up call and it's um it's at uh the polish club here in canberra um and it's halloween themed so yeah we're all going to get dressed up and hopefully the crowd does as well the should best be dress competition oh yeah we got prizes pinatas yeah yeah it should be it should be a loose night hopefully and then uh november ross is going to england so we can't play any gigs oh my bad uh <laughs> and then hopefully hopefully we squeeze one more gig in december and then because we got a couple more songs yeah, you got some more songs <laughs> to come out, and then hopefully for twenty twenty three, we sort of get more on the road to other places because we've only played Canberra, Wollongong, and Sydney. So hopefully we get up to places like Newey, Newey, Melbourne, maybe Brisbane, maybe Brisbane. Hopefully try to support a band or something. Yeah, jump yeah. on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if any bands listening need a support for anything, yeah. let us know. I would be willing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charity yeah. work. Get us up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. The dream would be, yeah, festival next year. Yeah, hopefully. Any, any so as anything, <laughs> any, anything outside would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. What oh, is yeah. Sorry, hopefully, sorry to cut you off. Um, hopefully, record some more songs. Yeah. Yeah. What is a song or album recommendation for the podcast listeners to check out that's been released by a band or artist from the Canberra music scene? Oh, uh, yeah. 
you'll want to go? Um, oh, well, we've recently, recently supported Bad Lena. They released a song called uh, See You Never. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're an awesome, like, what kind of music? It's like more, more it's emo. more like pop punk sort of yeah thing. we've played a few shows with them they're really yeah they're such a such a great band um they're like their singer's got an awesome voice guitarist he's insane he's like tom morello meets muse or something and then yeah the drummer and bassist are so fucking tight so and they're I know, they're probably the nicest band we've ever met. <laughs> they're so friendly. Um, yeah. Something about that guy. Yeah, that's the bassist. Yeah, you do love him. Uh, I think my pick's probably one now by Flower Market. Um, they're also really cool guys. Um, we have played with them. Yeah, played twice with them. Yeah, and I think the first time they emergency jumped on a show for us because the other band had to pull out with for reasons they couldn't travel to canberra they got they both they got COVID. COVID. Yeah. there you go yeah. it was like a day's notice or something they just said yeah we'll jump on yeah. so no, they're good um yeah other other canberra ones um there's a band called parrots and piercings they've got this song called cadbury they're a two-piece cadbury like chocolate yeah, yeah yeah um yeah they're really good the um the drummer sings that one which which i think is pretty cool um I think yeah, box die, best or, friends or kids. That's best friends kids one. great. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. earworm. Yeah, yeah, we love box die. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe just out of Canberra, but another band we have played with is Ricky's Breath in Wollongong. Oh yeah, they're, well recently. they take they're one they're one fourth Canberran because they're bases. True, one in Canberra, one in Bathurst. Or the base oh, from I Bathurst. Know. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah they're but they've got a song called Help. Oh, and. Uh, Spinning Plates have a song called Neon Desert that's really good, and they're they're gonna open for us um, at our Holwengi. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. It's been great chatting with all of you tonight. Good luck with the release yeah, of your single, and I'm sure the fans will you know, praise you for your hard work, and I'm sure they'll come <laughs> to your upcoming gigs. So. Yeah, can't work it all down the knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You nearly survived. Yeah. Um, make sure to stream um the episodes of What's New on the Scene on your favorite podcasting platform and to follow it on Instagram as well. We've been What's New on the Scene. See you next time.